Well, today we're going to come to the conclusion of our summer series called Strong and Courageous, Entering the New Normal. It's been a great joy over these last few weeks to study this Old Testament book, the book of Joshua, with you. And I pray that God has spoken to you as we've looked at some of the key stories and highlights within this book. I pray that it's equipped you ready to enter into this post-pandemic world. And today, the title of this message, this final message is, The Choice is Yours. We're going to be basing ourselves today in Joshua 24, verse 14 to 15. This is what it says. This is Joshua speaking. He says, So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. For those of you who know me, you know that I've got two younger brothers, David and Nathaniel. David is 22 and he's currently doing a civil engineering apprenticeship in the local council. And Nat, he's just turned 18 and he's just finished secondary school. He's excited about his future and hopefully he'll get the results that he needs to go on to do what he wants to do. Nat has decided that he wants to go into accounting and he's been looking at different accounting and finance degrees in local universities and he's also been looking at some apprenticeships as well, accounting apprenticeships. Now my parents have been speaking to Nat and trying to encourage him to go down the apprenticeship route. That's what Dav's doing and apprenticeships seem to be the way to go at this moment in time. You know, you can earn a little bit of money and you can get your qualification at the same time and then there's a good chance that you'll have a job at the end of it. However, Nat's decided that he'd rather go down the degree route. He'd rather go down university, get his degree and then look for work. As I said, my parents have been encouraging him to go down the apprenticeship route. But my parents have told him, look Nat, ultimately the choice is yours. Whatever decision you make, we'll back you and the choice is yours. And we as a family, we've encouraged him to pray and ask God because God's got the best plan for our lives. He knows all about our lives. He knows the beginning from the end and he's got a good plan for our lives. And we've encouraged him to ask God and pray about it because we want to see God bless Nat's life. We want to see God do great things in his life and open up great doors into the career and for the future that he has for him. So my parents have told him to pray. But ultimately, this decision is in Nat's hands. What he will decide to do, whether to do an apprenticeship or whether to do university. You know, the Bible tells us that God has created us with free will. We're not all robots doing the same old thing. We're not puppets on a string with God as the puppet master. But God loves us so much that when he created us, he gave us the free will and he's given us and empowered us with the decision to choose. To choose what is right, to choose what is wrong, to choose how we will live our lives. And, you know, the Bible tells us and shows us and history shows us that, you know, we haven't always got this right. We've sometimes made the wrong decision, for example, in the Garden of Eden, right at the beginning of creation. Mankind chose their eternal destiny by disobeying God. And, and instead, as a result of that, sin entered the world and cut us off from God. And time after time, generation after generation, mankind has been continuing to make the same old mistakes, trying to live life without God. And, and maybe that's how you've lived your life. I know I've done that in the past as well. But even despite all this, despite the fact that God knows 
all that's going to happen in this world, he still loves us enough to give us the power of choice. And you know, we're all faced with choices every single day. Every single day of our lives, we wake up and we decide, you know, what we're going to wear that day, what we're going to eat that day. We have choices every day. What time we'll set our alarm, what time we're going to leave for work, what we're going to do in the evenings, what TV show we're going to watch, what we're going to go, where we're going to go on the weekend. We all are faced with choices every single day. Then there are those bigger choices that we have to make in life. Which career will go down? Where we want to live? What house we want to buy? Who we will end up going out with and marrying? We have these choices. How many children we will have? You know, these are choices that we have to make within our lives. Then there's another choice that we have to make within our lives. And it's the biggest choice of all. What are we going to do with God and life after this one? It's the choice that all of us have to make. Many of us, many people within this world choose to live life ignoring God. They don't want to answer this question. They'll ignore this question and just see what happens at the end. Many people choose to deny God or not believe in God and reject God for many different reasons. And who knows, you know, what, why that is, but many people choose to do that. And then there are those who decide to choose to follow God and live for God and serve Him wholeheartedly. That's exactly what I have done with my life, to place my faith and trust in God. You know, as we come to the end of this series, Strong and Courageous, entering the new normal. You know, I've had a difficult decision as well, even over this last week while I was preparing this message. I had a decision on which and how I was going to end this, uh, this series. There were many choices. There are many great stories within this book of Joshua. There are many great chapters and well, God has done within Joshua's life and the people of Israel's life as they've entered into this new promised land. We could have continued and looked at Joshua chapter 7 and seen how the people of God, even though they've seen a great victory in Jericho, they disobeyed God. This man called Achan disobeyed God and he kept some treasure for himself, which he shouldn't have done. All of it should have gone to God's treasury. God said not to keep it. But this man Achan hid this treasure. He had hidden sin. And as a result of that, he died. You know, that shows us the consequences of sin within our lives. We could have looked at Joshua chapter 9, where we see the people of God and Joshua were deceived by these group of people called the Gibeonites. They were deceived and led astray because Joshua didn't consult God about who these people were. And he welcomed them in to the people of God and as part of the family of God. He made promises he should never have made. We could have looked at Joshua 10, where the people of God and Joshua actually get this right and they seek God about going into battle against the Amorites in Gibeon. And we see that God performs an incredible miracle. The Bible tells us that in this battle, God makes the sun stand still. The day is prolonged so that the people of God can gain victory over the Amorites. It's an incredible story about how God fights for us, how God comes through for us when we place our trust in Him, how our, how our God is the God of miracles. We could have looked at that story. We could have looked at Joshua chapter 14 with a man with a different spirit. His name was Caleb and he was one of the only two men, him and Joshua were the only two men from the previous generation who actually got to see the promise of God and enter into the promised land. And the reason for that was because of his faith. 
And I could have talked about how we as a people could be a people of a different, with a different spirit, that we shouldn't be like the world around us or even like many Christians who are lukewarm and apathetic or afraid and living in fear. But we should be a people who are filled with faith, pursuing God, trusting in God, stepping out in God and doing all that God has called for us. Because when we do, we'll receive the promises of God. We'll see the blessings of God within our lives. But you know, as I was praying about how to end this series, I really felt led by the Lord to go to Joshua chapter 24. Like I said, I could have gone to those, but I wanted to do God's will. And I believe that God wants to speak to us from this last chapter in this book of Joshua. We see here in Joshua 24, this story is now coming to an end. And Joshua's life is coming to an end as well. He's very old and he's seen an awful lot in his lifetime. He's lived to see the promise of God fulfilled within his life and within his generation. He's seen the promised land. He's lived in the promised land. He's seen the faithfulness of God. He's seen the power of God. He's seen God perform miracles. He's seen God work on behalf of his people. He's experienced losses. He's done the wrong things, but he's also seen victory and great battles won within his life. And he's seen God come through for him and the people of God time and time again. And now as we come to Joshua 23 and 24, we see that Joshua is preparing for one final journey. Now this journey isn't to another land or to another territory, but he's preparing for the journey from earth to eternal life. We see that Joshua in Joshua 23 and 24, Joshua, he's reflecting on his life. He's looking back at his life and I'm sure he's thinking about what type of legacy he will leave behind for the next generation. What will the next generation say about Joshua and how he served the Lord? Now, I'm sure that as he's reflecting on this, he's, he's looking back at that and wondering what people will say about him. I'm sure he's tired. I'm sure he's frail. The years would have taken its toll on Joshua. He's at a very old age, the Bible tells us, in this moment. But despite that, Joshua wants to give one last speech to the people of God. Despite the fact he's old and despite the fact he's frail, in Joshua 23 and 24, after reflecting on his life, Joshua gets up and he gives one final address to the people of God. And this address isn't just a little thank you speech by an old man. It isn't a little speech like the, like the actors and actresses give at the Oscars. It's nothing like that at all. But actually, this is a mic drop moment. This is a speech to remember. This is a speech which is anointed and filled with power and filled with fire. We see here that Joshua, he throws down the gauntlet and he gives one final challenge and one final caution to the people of God. Listen again to what it says, Joshua 24, verse 14 to 15. He says, so fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors who served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Joshua gives this one final passionate speech. He gives this powerful final speech. It's this final ba battle cry. It's this rallying cry to the people of God. 
You see, Joshua and Caleb, they had seen God do incredible things in their generation. They'd seen the faithfulness of God in their generation. And Joshua tells the people that our God is the same God. The God who performed mighty acts on behalf of him and Caleb and their generation will continue to do the same for their generations and the generations to come. Because our God never changes. He is the faithful God. He's a God who's faithful to his promises, faithful to his people, and faithful to his word. And he's the same God for you and me today. He hasn't changed. He is still faithful today. However, Joshua says to the people in this final address, he says that they have a choice to make. He says they have a choice who they will serve. He said they can either choose to serve God, the one true God, the God who loves them, cares for them, give his all for them. He can, they can either choose to serve him or they can choose to serve other gods, other idols, man-made idols. He said you can choose to serve him and him alone or these other false gods and idols. And the reason why Joshua says this, he says this because he says there's this battle that is taking place. He said it's not a battle on the outside. The people of God had experienced many battles. Joshua had experienced many battles. But he said there's this one final battle and it's not a battle that's going on on the outside. He said it's the greatest battle of all. And it's a battle that's going on on the inside. He said it's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle that's taking place. He says that there is a battle for the people's love and their loyalty, for their heart. It's a battle for their loyalty. It's a battle to either serve God and live for him, the one true God, or to serve God, the gods of their own making, to serve idols, to serve themselves and their own desires, to serve those things which Satan uses to pull us away from God. You know, the apostle Paul talks about this battle. It's a continuous battle that every single human will always face and will face here on earth. It's a battle that every generation faces. He talks about this, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5, he says, when we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. And Joshua says here, Paul says here, and Joshua tells us here that there is this battle that is taking place. Every generation experiences this, this battle. Every man, woman, boy, girl, child will experience this battle in their lifetime here on earth. It's a battle on the inside. And he says that the battle will impact our eternal destiny. And he says here, Joshua says here in Joshua 24, that these idols, these false gods, they are being used by Satan, created by Satan, to lure us away from God. They want, to receive, they want to receive the devotion and the love from our hearts. And God wants our love and our affection. But you know, Joshua says here to the people, he says there's this battle taking place. And he said, you can't serve both. You can't serve God and also live for yourself and the own, your own desires and what you want. Because he says, ultimately, he says, those things will take the place of God within our lives. He says you can't serve both. And even Jesus, our Lord and Savior, talks about this battle as well and says that we can't serve both. Matthew 6 verse 24, no one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. It's a decision 
that the people of God had to make, that that generation had to make. Joshua was saying in his final speech, this is a decision that you will have to make. It's a decision that we have to make as well, to serve God and live God and belong to God and make him number one in our lives or to serve ourselves and live for ourselves and the desires of our flesh. And he says, there is our eternal destiny will be impacted by this choice. If we choose to put Jesus first in our lives, if we surrender our lives to him and live for him, then we'll receive eternal life. But if we choose to live for ourselves and the sinful things, the wrong things within this world and pursue those things, then that leads to death. The Bible says in Romans 6 that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. It's the decision that we have to make. And he wants everybody to know, Joshua wants everyone to know, it's a decision that he's had to make as well. It's not, he's not saying because he's the leader, he's been exempt from this battle. He said he's had to make this decision as well. He tells us that, and this book of Joshua shows us, and even the book of Numbers and previous books show us, that it was a decision that Joshua made. Joshua had made his decision and his choice very early on as a young person, as a young man. And it was a decision that he made every single day. And he wants to tell the people about this decision that he's made before he dies. Even in these last moments, he says he's still going to make this decision. What was his decision? What was Joshua's choice? Well, verse 15, he says, But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today who you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Joshua's decision was to serve the Lord. He knew that was the best choice. He wanted everybody to know in his final speech that every day of his life he'd made the decision that he would serve God and live for God and God alone. And even at his old age, he was still making this decision as well. Throughout his life, he made the decision to love the Lord God, his God, with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his mind, with all of his strength, and to love others also. And as a result of this choice that Joshua made, not only did God bless him and his family and his generation, but Joshua left an incredible legacy. A legacy that impacted not only the generations that followed, but it's a legacy that impacts you and me today. We're talking about Joshua and what God done through his life as he surrendered his life to God. It's a legacy that impacts us today. It's a legacy that brings glory and honor to God. It shows us what God can do through our lives. It shows us the faithfulness of our God, the mercy of our God, the love of our God, how God blesses us. But it also shows us what God can do through a surrendered and obedient life. Joshua chose to serve the Lord, even in the last stages of his life. You know, every generation has those moments to take responsibility for their story. You and I will have a moment within our lives where we will decide what we are gonna do with our lives and how we will live our lives and what the legacy for our lives will be. We have that choice within our hands. And you know, as we enter into this new normal, this question comes to us, who will we serve? Who will you serve? Who will I serve? Who will we serve as a church? You know, maybe today we don't have those little idols and those little wooden false gods that they might have had back in Joshua's time. We don't have those and we don't bow down to those or worship those 
in our culture especially we don't do that today maybe but you know there is still enemies within our lives today there is still this battle that is taking place within your life and within my life there are many false gods and idols today who are fighting to replace God within our lives you know as I've said an idol is anything that replaces God within our lives that takes the place of God within our lives it can be money it can be a relationship it can be pursuing a career it can be tv it could be your phone it could be sport it could be whatever it could be an addiction to alcohol drugs sex whatever it is these are things that can creep within into our lives and take the place of our god you know god created these things for us to enjoy but the enemy twists these things and he wants us to lure us away so that they will become number one in our lives and replace God within our lives that's what the enemy wants to do within our lives because he knows then we'll go to a lost eternity and so the challenge comes to you and me today will you choose to abandon Jesus and your faith and live for your own desires you know unfortunately this is what happened with the generation that followed Joshua and Caleb once they had died listen to what happens in the book of Joshua it's one of the darkest moments in the in the people of Israel's history it says in Judges chapter 2 and verse 10 it says after that generation died another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel unfortunately we're living in a society now that is very much like this a society that denies God that has rejected God that doesn't believe in God that is living very much for self and for it's their own pleasures and their own desires. I wonder, will that be our testimony? A generation that doesn't know God and didn't live for God, will that be your testimony? Will that be my testimony? Or will our testimony be that we were a people who stayed where we were, we were comfortable, maybe we believed in God, we were good people, we were just churchgoers, but that's it. Will that be the legacy that you want to leave behind? Is that the impact that you really want to live, leave behind here on earth? Or will we be a people who decide today that we're going to follow Jesus, we're going to surrender our lives to Jesus, knowing that is the best thing that we can do, that we're going to be a people who serve Jesus wholeheartedly, to see his plans and purposes come to pass here on earth, that will impact others, that will build up others, that will help others find Jesus, and that will help them to live for all of eternity. Is that the decision that you and I will make today? You know, I've been brought up in a Christian home, my grandparents are Christians. My great-grandparents were Christians. My fa- parents are Christians. All, most of my family are followers of Jesus. But you know, that doesn't make me a Christian. I still had to make my own choice. I still had to make my own decision whether I'm going to follow Jesus or whether I'm just going to tag on to their religion or whether I could abandon Jesus altogether. You know, even in recent times, I've been going through, some, through a personal difficulty. It's been the hardest season within my life and I've had a decision to abandon God and, abla- and blame God because of this or to turn to God and you know I can stand before you today openly honestly and say to you I've made the decision that I'm going to serve the Lord me and my family in the future we will serve the Lord that is the decision that I have made and it's a decision that I'm going to make every single day that I have to make every single day and it's a decision that you and I will have to make on a day a daily basis but the choice is yours the choice is mine it's not your parents choice it's not your grandparents choice it's not your husband or your wife's choice the choice is yours will you serve God or won't you serve God 
You know, I pray as we come to a conclusion of this series and of this message, I pray that this declaration from Joshua, this final speech from Joshua, these final words from Joshua would burn in our hearts today. And that as we enter into this new season, as we enter into this new normal, that we will be a people who make the decision that we are going to serve the Lord our God, that we want to see God do great things. We want to see our nation transformed and changed. We want to see God's will and his kingdom coming and his will being done. I pray that we will make this decision every day of our lives, not to live for self and for the sinful things of this world, but we will serve God no matter how hard it is. We're going to surrender our lives to God, knowing that our God will help us. We're going to see the faithfulness of God. We're going to see the blessings of God in our lives, that we as a people will make the decision to serve Jesus Christ. And as we do that, I believe that not only we will see we will see God bless our own lives, but I believe we'll see God bless your family. I believe that God will bless your workplace. I believe that God will bless your career. I believe that God's going to bless our church as we make this decision. I believe that God's going to change our community as we make this decision. I believe that God's going to change our nation as we make this decision as a people. And it goes beyond that. I believe that God's not only going to bless us here and now as we make the decision to follow him and serve him, but I believe that as we make this decision, it's going to impact generations to come. That the decision that you will make today is going to impact your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren until Jesus comes again. That we will have an impact today. That we will leave a legacy that will change generations forever. That our legacy will be that we served the purposes of God in our generation that we were determined to make Jesus known everywhere and every day. And as a result of that, the generations will, to come will know Jesus. They will surrender to him and they will follow him. And the reason why we're going to make this decision is not so that we could have a great story to tell or that we could be lifted up, but it's so that Jesus will be glorified, that he will be praised and that many will come to know him as Lord and Savior. And so the choice is yours today. The choice is mine. As we end end this series together, as we enter the new normal, the choice is yours. The choice is mine. But I've made my decision and I pray that our decision will be exactly like Joshua's. I'm going to read it again as we end today. Joshua chapter 24 verse 15. Let this be our declaration and our choice. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Amen.